The following podcast is an enticing media production. She is a business owner, best-selling author, and on a mission to find out what the Nell is going on here. Here's your host, Nell Tice. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of What the Nell with yours truly, Nell Tice. I am super excited today because... We finally have our guest. We have our first guest that does not live here in this house with me. So I am super excited about that. Uh, She's actually a friend of mine. Uh, She's been a friend of mine for many years now. Um, I don't want to tell you exactly how many because it'll show you my age, but uh, that's okay. I'm 37. Whatever. Don't judge. I am super excited to tell you that my friend Jennifer Petrask is on the show today. She's been a nurse for the past decade. Uh, She's also an ACSM certified personal trainer. She's an ACE fitness nutrition specialist and a former fitness competitor. Uh, She also uh, works in research and she has interests in prehabilitation in surgical and radiation oncology patients. So that's quite a mouthful. Um, but what she does is some amazing work. Uh, she's also spoken publicly, uh, both on prehab and the importance of proper nutrition on the immune system, which is, as we all know, incredibly, incredibly important. Uh, She also does volunteer work with the Bladder Cancer Support Group at Penn State Hershey, which is, uh, if you're in central Pennsylvania, that's kind of a big deal. So... Uh, She does, she helps with organizing fundraisers and she contributes to bladder cancer research at Penn State uh, and helps with patient education initiatives. So she has got quite the resume and without further ado, I introduce to you our guest for today, my friend, Jen Petrask, and stay tuned to the end of the episode. It's a fun one. It really is. I'm so excited for you guys to hear her talk and get some of her knowledge and some tips that she has um, in regards to her own health and fitness journey and how they can help you. So uh, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, follow along, and uh, get notified when we have future episodes. So I'm going to stop babbling on here and introduce to you our first guest, Jennifer Petrask. Recording in process. All right. Hello, Jennifer. How are we doing today? <laughs> I am better. Hey, do you ever feel like Joe Rogan when you're doing this thing? Uh, yes, kind of. Like, do you ever just want to be like Jamie? <laughs> pull it up. I would do that all the time if I were you. I, I haven't. I haven't listened. Why I don't have a podcast because I would just do stupid things the whole time. You do realize that there's a market for that, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. it would be very popular. Just a thought. <laughs> All right, guys. I am here with Jenna, Jen, Jen, Jenna, Jennifer, Jennifer, however you want to say her name, <laughs> Petrask. And um, today we are talking about all things health and fitness because that is the background that she has. And it's an extensive one. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, you're not too far off, that's for sure. <laughs> so we're going to start off. I just had a couple of questions for Jen. And, 
You guys may find this extremely helpful no matter what season of your life you're in, whether you're starting a new journey, you're going down a path you've been going down for a really long time, or wherever you are, but you may find this very inspiring and motivating. So first thing I want to ask you is I want you to tell us about your health and fitness journey. Like how did you, what led you to get started? Right. So I have been in and out of the gym, God, since I was like 17 or 18 for some context, I'm like pushing 40 now. So it's been a while. Pushing um, 40. <laughs> I am like, I hate it, but it's true. Like I'm on that, like, you know, wrong side of 35 know, right, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, I've been in and out of the gym, just like really, really liked it. Had no clue what I was doing whatsoever. And then, you know, like fast forward to like my like mid twenties or so. And I, I'm in the gym and a buddy of mine at the time who had worked there was like, Hey, he's like, he's like, you know, he's like, you, you should compete. You won't win. He's like, but you wouldn't make a fool of yourself. And he knows I tell the story all the time because it is kind of fun, but um, <laughs> you know, you're not gonna make a fool out of yourself either. So I decided to do my first, you know, fitness competition. And I took second place and nice. I have no, like, there's no like happy medium with me. It's like zero or a hundred, which really gets me into trouble sometimes. <laughs> and I placed second and I was so angry. Like I almost threw my trophy out actually. And in hindsight, you got like, really oh, angry for but, placing second. Your first I did. I got mad because second to me is like first loser. So yeah. from that point on, I'm like, no, like I have to keep doing this. And then I ended up, you know, competing for another like five or six years and eventually ended up winning my class in every one of the women's divisions and then took an overall in an NPC figure and you know, retired back in like 2018. So, I mean, I haven't competed for a while yet, but right. at that point I had, you know, gotten, got my personal trainer certification through American College of Sports Medicine, which is like the gold standard for um, yeah. anything fitness related, like all of your, all of your national, like your hospitals, everything relies on what the ACSM says. Right. So I wanted to get that certification because to me, it felt like it was, you know, like the, the best one that I, that I could get and you know, to make me the most prepared for what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So I got my ACSM in 2018, um, you know, have been training some clients on and off, you know, just kind of balancing it as like a side gig, um, with working full time and everything else. Sure. Sure. And then, you know, the rest has kind of just been history, just been history. Got my, <laughs> got my fitness nutrition certification through, um, through ACE about a year or so ago. Okay. And pretty much it. Now I just kind of, you know, dabble in nursing. Cause that's what I do, you know, yeah, I was gonna say you have, and yeah, then, you have a background in health. Mm-hmm. So I do. I've been, been a nurse for twelve years. So out of the twelve years, ten of that has been in oncology. It's been in uh, bladder and prostate cancer. Most recently, radiation oncology. So I do a lot of um, prostate radiation. Well, I don't do it, but like, I work <laughs> at it. And right. I've actually been in research for the last three years. Okay. Um, so now I'm on like the uh, the clinical trial end of things, which has been even more exciting for me and I could talk about that all day long but that's a whole other podcast myself, <laughs> I don't want to bore people I probably already am <laughs> I highly doubt that um I think that several several people would find oncology research very interesting as well especially you know I think that cancer uh you know it's just it's rampant in the world so I think so many pe- people are experiencing it that you know people need to know things and they need knowledge they need inspiration <laughs> they need everything they can get about it possibly it is i mean and there there are so many different ways that we can tie you know health and fitness and, and nutrition in with that too mm-hmm. um and i'm sure we'll probably get into it here in a little bit but 
um yeah god yeah <laughs> I'm like I, I, sh I should be you should I'm like wait I should be letting you ask the question <laughs> oh I don't <laughs> look if you want to take this over and you want to call this what the Jen podcast we could do that guest hosting for the day, right? <laughs> so, I mean, speaking of health and fitness and nutrition and all of that. So, I mean, when you think about diet and fitness and relationships and everything, how, what do you describe? What is your, def your definition, I guess I should say of a healthy lifestyle? So, I mean, it, it really, it depends on, so there's, there's a lot of different, you know, ways to kind of look at it. So, a lot of times people think of like, you know, lifestyle as, you know, just like their eating habits or, um, right. You know, like the exercise kind of portion of it, but it kind of, it encompasses a lot of things. So like sleep is a big one too. Like, oh yeah, you really should be getting, you know, on average about eight hours of sleep or so. That's what you should be getting. Do I get that much? No, I do now kind of now that I've changed jobs, I'll be honest. Right. But, um, I mean, like most of us aren't sleeping eight hours a night. Most of us aren't drinking enough water. We're not, you know, getting enough yeah. calories to fuel our, to fuel our day. So, I mean, you have those kinds of lifestyle things that, you know, are, are your staples and that's what most people think of. But mm -hmm. I mean, you also have, you know, like outside relationships that play into, you know, your lifestyle too. So like the friends that you keep, the company that you keep all kind of, you know, play into the lifestyle that sure. you live. Yeah. And, you know, if you, you know, if, if the people that you associate with are, you know, healthy people, they're, you know, I don't know, hiking and they're crunchy and they're doing all these things, <laughs> then odds are you're probably going to adopt some of those same habits. That's true. But if you're, you know, just kind of hanging out in, in the basement there, you know, drinking video games and, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, bourbon, then that's probably, you know, not. What if you put bourbon in the shamrock shake? You know, I'm not going to, I won't bat an eye at that. <laughs> in fact, I probably will join you in that at, at some point. We'll call it research. <laughs> do as we say, not as we do, kids. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it all, it all plays a, you know, a, a part into the, you know, the type of lifestyle that you have and like relationships, yeah. you know, the relationship that you have with other people, you know, family, friends, coworkers, but also the relationship you have with yourself too. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't really have you know, positive relationships without working on you first. Yes, totally. Totally agree. I think it's interesting that you mentioned sleep because I just had a conversation recently with somebody about, um, how you're supposed to like take your screens away, no TV, no phone an hour before you go to bed. And, that the blue light seriously messes mm -hmm. up your, is it circadian rhythm? Or... Yeah, there's there's a bunch of studies out on that actually. And had I had I prepared for a little bit more, I probably could have gave you some sources. So next time. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah they, they say like, you know, like that, I think I want to say it's, you're supposed to turn off all your devices. I want to say it's like an hour before bedtime or something Right, like that. right. Yeah. Um, and if somebody out there listening wants to, wants to Google that and, and let me know <laughs> if I'm right or not, please do. I think it's, I think it's an hour. Um, yeah. just so that you can kind of like your brain settles down basically, yeah, it's hard, not what I did last night. I think I fell asleep around 12 because mm -hmm. um, we were, you know, watching TV and doing whatever, but right. It's such a part of your daily life, your habits. I mean, everything is just, we're constantly on now, you know, like, mm -hmm. I mean, 30 years ago, we didn't have this stuff. Were we sleeping better? Who knows? I would love to know that. So if anybody out there is listening and wants to do some research on this, would love feel, to know. Like we probably were because yeah. we, weren't, we weren't so, you know, connected with 
what everyone else is doing on the socials and this, that, and the other thing. We weren't as stressed totally. out about keeping up with the Joneses, probably. Yes. Probably we're sleeping a lot better. Yeah. But, uh, well, that so that kind of yeah. brings me into the next segment of, you know, how how exactly does a healthy lifestyle directly relate to mental health, do you think? Oh, God. So the healthier you feel, and again, this is just me, like, you know, speaking off the cuff here, but the healthier that you feel, like the better you're going to feel overall. Sure. So, you know, like if you're, if you're eating, like if you're eating right, if you're eating proper for what, you know, you should be like for your body type and what you should be doing. Right. Um, you know, and you're, you know, you're staying hydrated. Like you're just, you're feeling good, you know, and that also includes, you know, like, you know, regular, you know, go to the doctor, get your lab worked on, like, you know, just yeah. you know, keeping up with your, with your health in general. It's not just, you know, food and drinking. Right. Um, like overall, like your, your health, you're going to feel better knowing that you are healthy and you don't have any kind of like comorbidities going on or any type of, you know, funky yeah. symptoms of anything. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be as stressed out. Like you're going to like mentally, you're going to feel better too. Sure. Um, sure. I mean, and then, you know, we, if you go into the whole, like, you know, just mental health in general, like, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, like if you do, you know, have some problems with like issues with your mental health, like by all means, that's okay. Yeah, of you know, course. As long as you're going to like, you know, go, go, go talk to somebody, go help. get it checked out. Yeah. yeah. I was like, go, go get the help that you need. Like, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with that either. No. Um, yeah. I think we need to seriously end the stigma behind mental, mental health issues. I think that we should normalize and I hate the word normalize. I feel like it's just so overused these days, but you know, going to a therapist, people often don't talk about because it's embarrassing or, they feel like less of a person. I mean, why, why don't we talk about that? Let's, let's, you know, get everybody on board with that. If you want to go to a therapist, go to a therapist. Right. So, okay. and, and, and there's nothing to be ashamed of. There's nothing, you know, nothing, nothing wrong with that. So, I mean, and that's part yeah. of, you know, getting your mental health, getting your health in check and getting your mental health in check too. Yeah. You know, as you feel better, like you're just, you're going to feel, you know, healthier. Yeah. Yeah. It just kind of all makes sense. <laughs> so for you personally, how did how can how do you think that health and fitness can help you excel in your work or business and you know then how how would you suggest that somebody else you know use health and fitness to help them excel too well so there's a couple of different ways that you can really kind of look at it so like obviously we know you know as far as like you know like attention span and that type of thing goes and it depends on what you're doing for your job <clears throat> um you know some people are much more sedentary than others like I'll use mm, myself true. right now. Like I just started working remotely. I just took, took a new job, left my job of almost 10 years, <laughs> took yeah. a remote job. This is my second week working from home. And I basically sit in this chair most of the time. Like I get up now and again to like, you know, move about, let the dog in and out, make some food. Right. But I'm not moving around as much as I was. So I'm like, I find myself, you know, like my attention span is about the same as a gnat. And <laughs> I notice that, you know, like if I'm not, you know, like moving around, like I, I, I lose that. So, I mean, so that that's part of it, you know, like, you know, keep yourself active so you can kind of, you know, like focus a little bit, but also like, if you're hungry, you're not going to focus on anything. Um, you know, if you're thirsty, like you're going to lose your train of thought Mm because you're going to be thinking about other things. You're going to be thinking about when your next meal is. So, you know, make sure that, you know, you've got a plan. Um, do you have to eat five, six times a day? Like, you know, some of us do No. But, you know, just to yeah. kind of have like something, like something to focus, um, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for, not so much focus on, but um, like some structure. Sure. Yeah. 
No, I totally get that. I, this whole work from home thing, and <laughs> it seriously, I mean, I think even just mentally, like a couple weeks into it, I got a little depressed, but I, I definitely don't move around as much as I used to at all. And you really have to pay attention to, you know, when you should get up and get a little bit of exercise in or yeah, you, mm-hmm. you have to remind yourself to eat. Yeah, I keep your water next to you. I want to know, do you keep snacks on your desk? Um, so at one point <laughs> I did have a, uh, I had a bag of rice cakes in here, but I finished those. Now I've got, you know, like a half gallon of water. Yeah, that's, and that's good. <laughs> I had some almonds, but those are gone too. Most of the stuff I think is still in the kitchen, but like, so at my, at my old desk, like when I was still in the office, like I had a whole drawer of food. Oh, um, like protein bars and all kinds of stuff. I used to have like, occasionally I would have some Halloween candy in my desk. I knew a coworker that kept an entire drawer full of candy. (laughs) So we had that too. We had like the, I used to call it like the cabinet of like carbs. Cause we would have like, we had had this cabinet in the office where everyone would just bring all their stuff that they didn't want in their house. Oh my gosh. And it would end up being like leftover cupcakes from someone's wedding or like, you know, like here's some Easter candy. Yeah. Oh so gosh. I'd be happy, happy to be soon. away from that now. At least if it's not here, I'm not going to eat it. Right. Um, but I mean, you're again, not that's... probably going to buy it for yourself. Yeah, probably, probably, probably not. I mean, on occasion. Yeah. Like, yeah. Know, now, now that I'm not competing anymore, I don't have to worry as much. Yeah. But, um, like if I want something like I can go, you know, I'll go and I'll get it like in moderation. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. I feel like you can't deprive yourself and right. that'll just make you fall off the wagon even harder. Well, that's like, like I tell a lot of people too, because like sometimes someone will be like, okay, like I want, I want to eat better. Here, I'll use one of my old coworkers. She's like, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to lose weight. I'm trying to eat better. I'm trying to do this, that, and the other. I'm like, well, pick one and start with one, mm-hmm. because if you if you try to change too many habits in one shot, you're not going to stick with that. Ooh, um, it's that's too, a good tip. It's too, it's too much of a lifestyle change too quickly. Right. It takes about three weeks for something to become a habit. Um, sure. So I say, you know, give yourself like a good 21 days before it becomes a habit. But I always, I always tell people, I'm like, you know, start, start small mm-hmm. and don't do like, if you're, if you're going to change your diet, don't do one of these things where you're like, I'm going to stop sugars, carbs, you know, this, that, and this, like, right. Basically I'm going to eat air yeah. for the next 21 days. <laughs> right. Like, you know, pull like do like one small change at a time. Right. Right. Because That's good. Yeah, like one small change and then build upon that. Like yeah. it's really just about, you know, you have you have to be you have to want to do it for one thing. Sure. Um so I mean so the discipline will be there. If it's if it's something that you really want to do and you're doing it for you and not for anyone else, you know, the discipline will right. be there. Right. And like, you know, to not get discouraged if you do slip up, like that's okay. Get off yeah. get back on the wagon. Like that's fine. Yeah. It's just about stringing good days together. Like one one bad meal doesn't make you fat and one right. good meal doesn't make you thin. So you've got to, you have to string it all together. I have to remind myself and you feel like you're comfortable with that. And you could then start looking at, you know, maybe changing something else up if you want to like, just build upon what you've done. Yeah. I feel like that is an amazing piece of advice that people don't ever think of. And I, I mean, I constantly have to remind myself of that, that like, you know, since I ate a salad today for lunch, I'm not going to lose 10 pounds. 
you know, that's not going to undo the damage I did over the weekend because, I mean, I know that, you know, one meal isn't going to make me fat, but I, for some reason, definitely feel like that, that one meal has a higher chance of making me fat than the healthy meal has a chance of making me healthier, especially at this age, pushing 40, you know, <laughs> like on, on the wrong side of 35 here. Both. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're going to call it. The wrong side of 35. So where would you say you are now today in your health and fitness journey? Are you still, obviously you're not at competition level right now, but you're still going to the gym regularly and eating healthy. And how would you, yeah. How would you, where are you now in your journey? I, so right, right, right now I am, I am the epitome of health and fitness with a, with a torn hamstring. Oh no. <laughs> so I, again, do as I say, not as I do kids. Um, <laughs> no, so I, I, after I gave up, I, I retired from, you know, bodybuilding and, you know, competing and stuff. Cause I had always, I just want I wanted to lift heavier. I wanted to just like really have fun in the gym again. And it wasn't fun for me anymore. Like the dieting wasn't fun. It was really kind of, you know, putting a, putting a hamper on home life and you yeah, know, well, you had to spend basically... way, like, is this really worth it? And at that point yeah. it, it wasn't really worth it. Like we were chasing criteria that just weren't, weren't possible for me to, you know, to meet genetically and everything. So I, I was done. Uh, I knew yeah. going to the last show that I was done. So took about a year, year and a half off of like really kind of doing anything competitively, just like, you know, being in the gym felt kind of lost actually, because I had had so mm. much structure for so long mm-hmm. and then had like no idea, like what I really wanted to do. It's like, I'm a trainer. I know what to do, right. but I couldn't, I just had no, I had no goal. Like I'm a very, like I'm a goal oriented person. Like I needed something. Mm-hmm. So decided that I was finally going to make the change to powerlifting. And that's what I, you know, started doing. I was doing like a block that a buddy of mine gave me and was going really well. And then started working with a guy at our gym, um, to do what would have been my first powerlifting meet back in January. Oh, okay. um, ended up just, you know, not, not really feeling ready yet. You know, my, my lifts weren't really where I wanted them to be. So we decided to pull out of that one. We were going to do one at the end of April. So <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, back in February, I decided to, or we decided to kind of change, change a couple of things up and try, try a different technique. And my leg did not get that memo. So it didn't understand the assignment and there it went. So I've, you know, been, been, you know, on, on IR here for a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) And it's been, it's been week, I'm going on week eight now, but I'm still, you know, in the gym. I've known my, I have a, I've been going to, um, physical therapy and everything in there. Just like, you know, I can still train anything upper body as long as it's not through my legs. So I'm like, okay, great. Right. Um, so we've been doing, you know, Kevin and I have some, we're still going to the gym. I'm still doing all my upper body stuff. I'm still doing everything that I can. Um, just not on the leg, which is yeah. a little, a little depressing at times, but it'll, it'll come sure. back. It'll be there. But so that's kind of where we're at right now. I mean, it's just, I'm at that point now where I'm, I'm just rehabbing the injury because they happen. Like you can be a world-class athlete and you're still, you can still get hurt. It doesn't mean that, you know, you've done something, you know, really stupid or anything. Like accidents happen. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, nobody's immune to that. (laughs) Right. Nobody's immune to it. And honestly, it depends on your attitude with that too. Like, could I like be laying in bed right now, like drinking this bottle of bourbon on my desk? I could be, Um, (laughs) but 
you know, I, I, it could it could have been worse. It could have been my dominant leg. It could have been both. Like it could have been, you know, right. I fortunately don't need surgery on it at this point, you know, That's good. trying to get away with not doing that. So I mean, it could have been much worse. Yeah. So outlook is everything on that too. So we're just yeah. going to kind of spend the rest of this year rehabbing it. And then hopefully, hopefully next year, maybe jump into a, or at least start to train for a meet again, but Ooh. we'll see. I think I need to, again, on the wrong side of 35, <laughs> I need to, um, you know, keep some of the stuff in mind too. And, you know, yeah. really, really just kind of go off of how the leg feels. I think we found the name of this episode is the wrong side of 35. <laughs> I know it, it might be wrong side of 35 with Jen and now. <laughs> All the things that could go wrong on the wrong side of 35. Oh, gosh. <laughs> There's all the things that go right on the wrong side of 35, too. I think right? both, I think you and I both have kind of found, like, almost found ourselves at this age. Like, I know. It's kind of crazy. So, yeah, I, I mean, we should probably mention that you also made a significant change yourself um, as of recent. You know, it's hard to do something for so long. And then just completely change it up. It's not kind of in your repertoire. It's not, you don't move jobs all the time. So it's something, you know, it's, it's a, it's a territory that you're not really familiar with and that takes a toll on you. But, you know, I feel like if we can keep moving forward to try to better ourselves, we will be on the right side of 35. I mean, it is like any kind of life change like that. It's, Mm -hmm. it it, it gets you. I mean, I had been, I had been, you know, with my, my previous employer here for, you know, almost just shy of a decade. Right. all I've known. Right. So now, now that I'm, you know, still, still doing research, still doing what I, what I want to do, but now it's more on like, um, it's part of like the internal study team and stuff. So it's, it's definitely different. Yeah. There's a lot that I don't know. So mm-hmm. I've gone from a job where I, you know, I didn't know what I was doing or mm-hmm. you know, for the most part until the imposter syndrome kicks in, um, yeah. like, I felt like I knew what I was doing. And, you know, people would come to me and ask me stuff because they, you know, they thought, the, you know, you, you know knew. what you're doing. Right. And now I'm the new kid on the block and I'm like, okay, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what's going on. And I'm remote. So I can't just roll my chair over to my neighbor and be like, Hey, how the hell do I do this? Right. Yeah. So it's, it's different. I'm definitely kind of treading water, um, yeah. but it's it's exactly where I wanted to be in my career. At this That's point. awesome. Like I've had some really great mentors coming through this and you know, like we're all, a couple of us are still like in contact. Like I've got oh, that's cool. potential side gigs, you know, going on with just, you know, people that I've you know used to work with and everything with um, oh, that's so good. projects and stuff. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. So it, it's enough to keep me busy. It was like, I finished school and then I was like, okay, now that I'm done with that, what else can I throw myself into? Right. And it ended up being like two national committees an IRB appointment and a new job. So well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Again, zero to 60. There's no happy medium. <laughs> oh gosh. I, this has been a very enlightening conversation. I think that there are a lot of things that people gloss over when it comes to health and fitness. And I think we touched on a few of those things. Um, but you know, when I had Kenny on the podcast a couple of episodes ago, I told him that I was going to do this segment at the end of each show where the guest tells us a story that leaves the listener asking, what the Mel? Like what, huh? What happened here? And I completely forgot to do it with him. I completely forgot to ask him. I think he maybe didn't have something quite prepared. So I am going to ask you, let's give us a story that is going to leave. And it can be anything 
It doesn't have to be health and fitness. It can be anything that happened to you. Leaves the listener saying, what the Nell just happened here? <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Let's see here. Anything I mean, crazy. Got, I have so many, like, good nursing stories, but for the sake of HIPAA, I probably shouldn't use Oh, those. yeah. That's but, probably um, good. So, well, we'll good hear. Idea. So, I mean, well, well we, you know, we've been talking about you know, like I, I'm remote now and this whole thing is so new to me so yeah a little bit of background here we've got two beagles and a, and a cat and <laughs> though, though our, our our one dog is you know quite old Winston's gonna be 13 next week I can't Aww, believe it Winston he's 13 that's crazy Bella's going on 10 like can you stand it that's nuts but, um, so that they're they're you know they're they're our version of children and yeah. now that I'm home by myself and I'm trying to manage these three I have to kind of separate the animals when they, when they, when they eat and stuff. You know, like I've taken over the cat's room as my, as my new oh. office. So he still eats in here. Okay. And <laughs> I had his bowl of food up on my desk to keep it away from the dog, but I went to go feed the dogs and the one is finished, but the other one's not. And the one that is finished, I find in here on top of my desk, hovering, hovering over a candle eating the bowl of cat food oh my gosh over a candle yeah she, I, so i have a candle on my desk which is probably the worst thing i could do because not only is it on my desk again it's also by an by a bottle of alcohol and a stack of papers <laughs> so like holy fire hazard in hindsight if i hear about an explosion down in e-town yeah, it, it's here it's not the power plant it's my house and so i let winston outside i come in here because i hear some sort of ruckus going on and here's bella like again here's like a 30 pound beagle because she's a little fat on, on my desk over a candle with a bandana on. with a bandana <laughs> eating a thing of cat food <laughs> what and i'm just like grab the dog i'm like get off <laughs> put her outside i've like, never I'm, understood like, I think that i smell something like kind of burning in like in the in the room here. it was your dog i'm pretty sure she almost set herself on fire yeah so, yeah wow okay you're snoring so clearly she's you know alive and well but i thought i heard something <laughs> and i was telling kevin about it he goes what the hell goes on in that house with <laughs> right <laughs> like they were fine they were fine all week i yeah, never now, understood now why some down now yeah i never understood why some dogs went for the cat food like does it i mean is it appealing to them i don't I think these two just, they, they think with their stomachs. That's that's the problem. Yeah, I mean, they're just like food. I see it. He, Go for he it. He gets in the litter box. I thought I just drug him out of the litter box before. He probably saw me trying to do that. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, they, they don't care. They that's anything. funny. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and clearly are willing to set themselves on fire to do it. So Yeah, yeah. All right. So that's... there you go. What the nail? What, what the nail? What the nail? Dog almost on fire. Mm-hmm. Dogs on fire. Not not by any fault of, of their own. Oh gosh! Please, please don't great. call Sarah McLaughlin like we did. No, mean. <laughs> I can't. I turn that commercial off when I see that. I can't watch it. I can't do it. It's so heartbreaking. Like, it is. It's terrible. Oh, it's horrible. Oh gosh. Well, you know, I think this is the, the dog on the dog potentially on fire story is a good way to end this episode <laughs> this explicit episode of yeah. what the nell <laughs> i got the first not safe for work one here apparently <laughs> we were joking before we started recording that um you know jen was gonna have to watch her language and i was like it's fine you can swear i'll label it as explicit and we were just laughing about that um you know the explicit version of what the nell <laughs> The wrong so, side of 35. <laughs> right, on the wrong side of 35. <laughs> so 
thank you guys for listening. And I want to say thank you to Jen for being on today and helping us think about things that we should all be thinking about and giving us a few tips on how to get through your health and fitness journey or get started or wherever you are. So thank you so much for listening. Jen, thanks for coming on. Thanks everyone. Thanks for having me now. Yes, of course. (laughs) <laughs> very fun times very fun times yeah we'll do uh we'll do a part two of the wrong side of 35 you know Absolutely. some few episodes down the road so thanks for listening guys we'll catch you next time uh.